The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Here we are. Let's ride. Players Lounge on a Wednesday. It's November 15th, man. The year is just going by. It's flying. Yeah. flying by. The Cowboys season flying by. They get ready to go face the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte, North Carolina on Sunday. And here's the crew. Barry Church. Oh. Yeah, I ain't want y'all to get that one. I ain't want y'all to get that one. You're going to blow the burp over there. Over there. Over there. Man who, who locked off Randy Hughes. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Next time, I'm just going to go like this. Next time, I'm just letting it ride next time. Hey, my Harrison, it's here. Hey, you see your car scratch, though. You just don't Randy, you know. You just start looking for Randy, though. I go, number 42 on it. Number 42 Danny McCray is here. Shout out to Randy Hughes, man. What a day yesterday, man. That was awesome. Yes, Danny, I hate you. Missed it, yeah. I, hey, I hate you. No, no. Well, if, if I was, if I was then here, he came then he wouldn't have came. So right. you know, so sometimes things work out. And, hey, hey, justice, know. justice prevailed yesterday. You know, that's for you, justice for you, indeed. Justice for somebody else is an injustice. <laughs> but you, but you remember what happened? He said when when he wasn't named the best forty two of all he time, did he, he didn't want it. Want it. He changed his mind. What did he say? Hey. It was in the heat of the moment. It was. 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 emotional. was. It 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 who informed Randy Hughes? His three, he don't know three, yet. Three hours. Mm-hmm. How people wait, gonna reach out to him? And, you know. <laughs> how, how old is Randy? He got to be up in age. Eh? It's like Randy ain't think about Randy. Yeah, yeah they were Drew He Pierce probably didn't know he was the greatest forty-two. Yeah. Probably, well, probably yeah. did. Probably yeah. did. But you know, church came. He wasn't. In. You know, so he, <laughs> did, he, he didn't know he <laughs> wasn't either. So Nick came on and sat down. Church, church was like that. That Oklahoma senator the other day, man, got all up in there. Want to go? Let get your butt up. Changes were made. You know, that's what happens. Okay, I'm I'm happy. So so was there a a ceremony? Yeah, you know the article. Just when you go in the article. Cool now. You get to bring it Okay, I'm gonna bring everybody right back, there. you know. Everybody yeah, back. About to come back for a game or get a get a little <laughs> plaque or something. I'd, I'd yeah, ask I'll Nick what come with this. I'll take it. I'll take the article. I mean, That's all I need. No, man. I mean, as much as they they I mean they make money off everything. That's got to be sponsored by somebody. Oh, no, holy guacamole, all you know. <laughs> holy guacamole. It's probably Walmart. He, he, he <laughs> the official Walmart. He's not taking them from, from Walmart. From Walmart? <laughs> I, you know, right. I'll take some of that Walmart bread, though. All right. Carolina coming up this week. Uh, the, the Cowboys is checking here. Uh, five and three all time in Charlotte, North Carolina against them. Uh, they hold the advantage 10 wins to five losses. Mm. The last meeting in Carolina, uh, the Cowboys lost. It was to start the season. It was a eight, uh, sixteen to eight loss, September 9th, two thousand eighteen, otherwise known as a Jason Garrett special. Mm-hmm. But they end up going to the playoffs. So hey, we did. They did do that. Yeah, I was yes. gonna say yeah, they lost the game, but they went to the playoffs. <laughs> like it was a bad year. 
Divisional too, should've, right? Should've, hey, you went to the playoffs. What do you mean? Should have lost the game. Oh, season like that. Yeah, yeah. We back in 2018. Hey, shout out to the Carolina Panthers of 2023, and uh, we should look we should look damn good against this squad. Hey, mm-hmm. hey. I mean, they are 29th in scoring, so they're 17. They have 17 a game. They are 30th in opponent scoring. They are total offense. They are 30th. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense, uh, they're, they're bad there too. So I mean, you know, <laughs> well, seventh overall, but you know, they play in that division. They're negative four turnover margin. Their penalties are right there with the Cowboys. Cowboys are sixty nine. They are sixty two. So we're gonna see a whole lot of flags. Going to be gonna be a three and a half hour game. It's gonna be one of those. Man. Nah, man, nah. It's a bad. It's a bad football team. It's, it's another bad, bad football team. Yeah. You know and. Uh, Heck, how you feel about this bad football team? No, I, I feel like 20 off the plane. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, right. You he's like back. That. You like that? Oh, 20 like off the plane. Oh, like 20 hey, off the plane. Hey, welcome, like welcome, welcome back. My bad. My bad. I like it. Hey, man, well, I we just, missed you last week. Listen, dog. I just wasn't in the mood to be cocky last week off of the Philadelphia loss, man. I didn't feel myself. We missed you last week. Give him a slicker. <laughs> <laughs> he's not himself without a slicker. Not himself with him. Get this man a box of Bojack chicken and biscuits, baby. Why you going to Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like no, it. No, man. I mean, this is a bad team. This is a bad team. They, you know, not a good. Talk about my guy last week. He wasn't very good. Bryce Young is having a struggle too. Yeah, he's, he's having a struggle. And running game, uh, Chuba Hubbard, three hundred fifty-one yards, I believe, so far. So the running game isn't as effective. Offensive line, man, they they had a musical chairs kind of situation going on. And, and their head coach, who you talk so highly about, um, <laughs> <laughs> Frank Wright, <laughs> right, my man, Frank Wright. It, you got love for Frank, don't you? No, I don't, I don't have. You don't have no love for Frank. Okay, never met okay. Him in my life before. All right. Well, <laughs> either way, Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen, um, probably wishes he was back in Minnesota right now. That was yeah. a bad move. Uh, but man, look, another one of those teams that again we talked about this the, the schedule and how the Cowboys right now need to get into uh, a five. And Nate says six game winning streak. We just hey man, we need to get some wins under mm-hmm. our belt. Stack them up. We need to stay. This is the time to do it before we get to the toughest part of our season, which y'all can tell is December. Mm. And the Cowboys have that December stigma. It's been there since Romo. And it's going to come back, and we, we need to respond. We definitely need these NFC uh, wins for sure. But no, I'm, I'm with you, Heck. When you talk about you got to stack these wins up, especially against NFC opponents. And I see this as another dub for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think it'll be as you know easy as it was against the Giants as far as marching up and down the field. I don't see it as being as high scoring because, like you said, you know the Panthers' defense, they're not trash. What would you say, seventh overall? Yeah, seventh overall in the league. They're not trash. They got some players over there. Brian Burns off the edge. Yes. He can present a problem as well. Um, corners over there, I believe, is J.C. Horn. And he, was questionable, oh, he, he was questionable. He was questionable. And then questionable, there was another guy over there back. as well. So defensively, they have some pieces. It won't be like you know the New York dumpster fire that came over here last week. Oof. So to me, I feel like um, it'll be a little bit more of a challenge. But the Cowboys should still roll them by at least two tubs. At least two tubs. I, I, listen, this is how I look at this game. This is this is as you're getting ready for the toughest part of your schedule how you can continue to train and get better at those situations that haunted you before you went on this little streak where the offense has transitioned mm-hmm. into, okay, Dak is the guy, and we're going to run our offense through Dak. Can we continue to build on that? And if we can, then December looks good for us. If we can't, right, if you go out here against the Carolina Panthers and although they, they're not trash on defense, if you look at our offense and how they have performed over the last few weeks, right. we should tear these dudes up. 
We should go out here and CeeDee Lamb should have another game with 10 catches and 150. Brandon Cook should go out here and he should make some noise. And that chemistry with the uh, receiver group and Dak Prescott should grow even more. So then when you get into December, you'll be all right. If you come out here and you struggle because they defense is seven, then uh, listen, Lord help you when you get when you get to some real <laughs> when you get to some real defenses, all right? Because that's what is that? I'm holding in my hand the press release for the Cowboys. This is the, this is the media notes. Let us know what it says. Because I know you got some highlighted. Here is the roundup in the team spotlight. The team spotlight this week is your man. <laughs> Sean. See what you did. Sean. See what you did. That's, that's all the promotion. Man, I'm telling you, they need to hire you for McC- his guy. McCarthy has nothing to do with that. I'll tell you that. He don't care because he's not playing spotlight. fantasy football. But there is no reason. Mm-hmm. That my man should not get at least seven to eight targets. So I just in wanted this game. you. I just wanted to make sure you understood. Shout out man. to Cooks. You know, you 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 asked for it. You got it, baby. Brandon Cooks, man, here doing his thing. Third highest uh, receiving total this year in the NFL. Tyreek was number one with two fifteen for Coach Soul down there, and then Noah Brown of the Cowboys is actually tied. He got one seventy two of the Texans. The Texans, formerly the Cowboys, and he got Brandon Cooks. <laughs> so there, there, there you go. Uh, this is SEC week for the. You know, every every year this is that time you just look at the SEC schedule and you you just see how they not playing anybody. Uh, Alabama's taking on Chattanooga mm. at home. A and M is hosting Abilene Christian. Ole Miss has uh, UL Monroe. Mississippi State got Southern Miss. Auburn's got New Mexico State. Arkansas got FIU. South Carolina's actually playing give Kentucky. Give the context. And then uh, you know your boys are playing Georgia State. So give, give them the context. Why 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 is it like that? Because we usually start off the season playing a big-time team, putting your record on the line mm-hmm. and your placement in the in the college football top 25. But it's okay. It's all right. You're right. This is It's not SEC week. <laughs> this, is, this is a regular college week. Let me ask y'all something sure, real quick. Yeah. If, if, if they go back out there and the Cowboys go back into this game and they go back to the, the ways they've been before last week, so I'm talking about centering solely on C.D. Lamb and Ferg, would that where were you going forward? I mean, they're going to get the dub regardless. But if they go back to that offense where it's C.D. Ferger bust, would that worry y'all going forward? I'll be upset. Okay. I'll be extremely upset because you you put you land the groundwork finally to make sure that you are not one dimensional on yeah. offense. All right, if you line up if you line up CD and Ferg on the same side, like the defense can just lean on that side of the field and not worry about who you got lined up at X or who That's you true. got lined up. At, like you don't have to worry about that type of stuff. And then also you're getting guys who you are going to need to lean on when you get deeper into the season involved in the game so they can build that connection. If you just all of a sudden go away from that after one game, then I, I don't have any confidence that when you get into one of those tough dog fights that you're going to be able to to, to revert yeah. back to, hey, man, we're going to get everybody involved. No, I, I well, for me, man, I just feel as though that the New York Giants game showed you that Brandon Cooks has it. He still has something in the tank. He's not to be overlooked. Look, at 6-3, we want to we want to get hot at the right time as we look at this as we look at the season as a schedule, but I'm enjoying the fact that we're saying that you're our lead dog and we're gonna go we're talking about CD Lamb mm-hmm. and and you're gonna get this 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 offense going. I mean, we're not getting anything from the running game. Let's just be, yeah, that's that's, that's the it problem. Is what it is, yeah. That's the problem. And as long as we continue to ignore that, then we're going to keep coming back to, okay, are we going to ride the arm of Dak? Because that's all we have. If we, On first down, we're not as effective as we were at the beginning of the season because, team, because teams are willing to line up or, or just – 
corral the line of scrimmage and not show any respect to Dak in the passing game. If you're going to play CeeDee Lamb one-on-one, I'm going to take that every time. Yeah. And, I, and and again, from a defensive standpoint, even offense, what do you do? You take what the defense give you. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to continue to die like that, then I'm going to continue to ride 88. And that's not a knock on anything else, but I'm just saying if CD continues to give me 150, 200 yards, two tubs, mm-hmm. and I can have him involved like that and we can still win games, I don't have a problem with that. With it in the back of my mind saying, hey, man, we still need to fix these other things. It's a problem when we come against Philly. It's going to be a problem when we come against San Francisco because what are they going to do? They're going to take away our best yeah, players. That last part, and you can still win games because CD had 150 against Philly, and we was all looking around like, hey, what? Well, yeah, what happened? What, what? Yeah. Saying, well, that was one yeah. of his one fifty plus games. Yes, sir. Yeah. The last was the thirty was the thirty yard chunk. It's shorter than end zone. Listen, I know it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. fine. That's fair. But I'm saying yes. If you can continue winning, but you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't do that against against good teams that you are going to see possibly in the playoffs. You can't win that way. And we've seen it. We haven't we haven't beaten a good team playing that way. But. The way we played last week, which I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that that's that's the thing because it was the Giants. But if you could continue to make sure you get those those other pieces involved, I think you have. But a Danny, shot. Do, you, do you also like in those good on, in those games where we've played against those upper echelon teams, our defense hasn't responded as well. So they, I mean, that's they play well enough. To beat they San play, Francisco, they play well enough. Definitely not San Francisco. Yeah, they, 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 they play well enough to keep you in the game. If you was if you was moving the ball a little bit, we going three and out, three and out, three and out. What, what you expect them to do to, against a squad like that? Like they played well enough and made enough plays to where if it was a, a, a close enough game and the offense was moving the ball, we would be sitting here probably saying, "Man, that was a good old game." But offense didn't show up, just like they haven't shown yeah. up the last few times we played San Fran. Ceedee Lamb. The NFC Offensive Player of the Week, by there you the way. Go. So congratulations there you go. to him. Congrats. Let's hit our first break when we come back. Micah Parsons. <laughs> bazooka. The bazooka. The big let's, bazooka. Let's do some bazooka talk and Defensive Player of the Year talk. <clears throat> Has the ship sailed? <laughs> or can he get back in? Let's dive into it next right here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of us magically transforming our smoothie bowls into two new decadent flavors. Dig into a cool acai or pitaya bowl, handcrafted with crunchy, purely Elizabeth granola, fresh strawberries, and finished with a velvety chocolate hazelnut drizzle. Perfect for breakfast, lunch, or anytime you want to munch. And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection. Featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL Collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. There is no I in Dallas. There is no I in heart either. No I in Blue Star or in Lone Star for that matter. And there's no I in how about them cowboys? 
Smirnoff knows there's no I in football. Football is a we thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks, home or away, we rally together. We cry together. And we always rally cry together because there's definitely no I in Cowboys fans. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back to the Players' Lounge. Head to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, December the 9th to experience Rally Days presented by SeatGeek. Take a tour of AT&T Stadium. Get autographs from the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and alumni. Play games, head outside to Miller Lighthouse, and even play on the field. And don't forget to get your photo with Santa and Mrs. Claus. Visit attstadium.com slash Rally Days for more tickets and more information. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Heck, my Harrison, you are the players. Lounge brought to you by Tostitos. We've got Barry Church over here. That's Danny McCray. I am Newey Scruggs. Hey, question. Can I ask a question off, yep. off topic? Because you just read the Christmas stuff. How early is too early to put up your Christmas stuff? Do right it. now. I already put mine up. You good? Yeah, you good? Yeah, okay. Just make sure we yeah. went too early. Because my wife had me dragging all the stuff down from the air. I'm like, bro. It's that time. It feel early. Everything's up. Christmas lights, all that stuff is up. Tree up everything. Everything is up. Stockings hanging off the, all that. That's good work, Miss McCray. Um, as long as it's down by Martin Luther King Day, you good. Oh, yeah. For Valentine's Can we celebrate the dream? Keep the lights off. Keep the lights off. No, no, no. Have it down, buddy. Have it down, buddy. You can't even get that barbecue for Martin Luther King Day. Keep the reef. Keep my reef. Shorts on and everything. My poinsettias. Please take it down, buddy. Valentine's Day, you're pushing. Pushing it, bro. You, you're pushing <laughs> I mean, it. The poinsettias can go into the Valentine's. I mean, we can see how we still. I'll just say, I want to make sure I wouldn't. You ain't doing it. I was going to tell her, hey, bro, it's too early. I don't want to do it. But I did anyway with pouting. And now I'm, so, I'm a smile when I get home. Like, I'm glad you had me do that. <laughs> yeah. Right, I was like, there, there you go. There you go. You moved on up. Heckman Harrison raised a good point. Just talk about uh, Michael Parsons, who left quickly from the locker room on Sunday. Um, on a day when the Cowboys went oops upside the Giants' head, uh, they've they've neutralized uh, mm. the Lion. Lion, mm. not happy. Uh, looking at the NFL sack leaders right now, Micah is tied for 10th at 7.5 with uh, Hassan Riddick of Philadelphia. Your sack leaders right now, uh, Arlington's own, Miles Garrett. The Browns, 11 and a half. Mm. He's tied with Donnell Hunter, the Vikings, who has 11. TJ Watt. Donnell Hunter got 11? Uh, yeah. Man. He's killing it. Oh, what? Killing all right. Uh, 11 seconds. TJ Watt. Oh, 10 man. and a half. Hey. Roll tide. I'll insert that for you, though. Go ahead. Killing the quarterback. <laughs> hey, read the Turn on the film. Turn on the film, and there's Danelle Hunnick. <laughs> Killing him. Oh, my God. Um, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. So, I am left. I'm good. I'm like, y'all leave that man alone. <laughs> <laughs> Men in black. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so 10th and sex. Oh, man. Tied for 10. Tied for 10. And um, so, you know, uh, 
We start talking about defensive player of the year. Right now, to me, Miles Garrett's got to be in the lead. That defense is carrying this team. Mm-hmm. We see Deshaun Watson's going to be out for the rest of the year. Um, even just uh, what they did against Baltimore on Sunday, man, that defense is is good. So you got Garrett, obviously T.J. Watt. This this they got no offense in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He's there with nine and a half doing his deal there. You know, so heck, where where do you where do you think? You know, I, I don't not so much that the ship has sailed, but I think coming into and Dan Quinn, we trust. Let me say that first and foremost is how was he going to use Micah? And I think the the plan was to move Micah around uh, both edges and stand, you know, off ball linebacker as well. Man, as I start to evaluate this thing, and and maybe Micah's a victim of his own success in a way because teams are double triple teaming him, mm-hmm. but I think also. The Micah, Micah Parsons' impact on the defensive line, you have a lot of these other guys like Osa, uh, Dorrance. A lot of these guys play out of position because of the way that Dan Quinn is using him. And as you say, Osa Digizua is typically a three-tech, you know, that, that when Micah's down inside, they'll bump him out. And these guys are essentially playing out of position. So, like Mozzie Hankins and, and just having to play with a guy like that, I liken it to playing with a Michael Jordan, or some a, a big-time player. And so I think the, the attention on him has changed the way that this defense functions uh, in a lot of ways. Because if you look around the NFL, a lot of defenses don't function the way that ours do with the way that we use Micah. Mm-hmm. And, man, I don't know going forward if they'll start thinking about him more in terms of a 3-4. That's how I've been bouncing this off of you for about a yeah. year now, dog. Yeah. But I'm just saying, think of him in a, as a 3-4 because T.J. Watt plays that way. Yeah, Miles Garrett plays that way. But essentially what everybody thinks is a curse is, Oh, you're just going to put him on one side and everybody's going to know where he is. Well, the guys that you just mentioned, they play on one side. So that's not as bad as other people are, are, are saying it. But those individual accolades right now, you're starting to see it start to affect him, especially in a winning effort if Micah's leaving the stadium ticked off because he hadn't had a sack, he hadn't had a tackle. you know. But I'm I really brought that question up because I think – Overall, the de- the defense has to play different because of the way that they use Micah. And maybe if Dan Quinn just says, look, man, we're just going to put you out here on this left side. We're going to let you rush. Maybe that would give him the impact that he's looking for. Now, it, 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 to me, well, has the ship sailed? I don't believe it has sailed yet because he, he has a – it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to get back in there because Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt, their numbers are outstanding right now. But he's going to have an opportunity with Jeez. these upcoming games coming up, especially these <laughs> – <laughs> they do walk by, especially these primetime games. He's going to have an opportunity to go out there and, and show what he got. But as far as just, you know, lining them up, would you? Oh, here goes Nate, man. As far as just lining him up on, on one side. Is Nate the best 61 of all time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, he make, did he make it? Yeah, he, he should have. I mean, we'll Don't get him started, please. <laughs> But I like how Dan Quinn uses him all over the place as far as the chess piece. I like how he uses him over the center, guards, tackles, trying to get that best mismatch he can. Um, and as far as, you know, Micah maybe being frustrated be how he's being used, because I've seen him a little bit more in that second-level linebacker position. Not always just coming after the quarterback. So maybe he wants to be one of those guys like a Miles Garrett or a T.J. Watt that's consistently just hunting the quarterback. Like, that's their main focus. Maybe they'll drop one or two times a game, but 99% of the time they're they rushing come. after the quarterback. Yeah. So maybe he wants to be used in that regard, but I still like how they got him moving around, at least on that defensive line, over centers, guards, and just getting that biggest mismatch. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think you have to. I mean, based off Leighton Van Der Esch being out, and you're trying to 
to figure out a way to make sure that your second level is okay. You got a player like Michael Parsons being that great, and you know that he can play both positions. I think they were forced into a point to where, like, sometimes you got to play him as an off-the-ball linebacker. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you also get into these situations where the game kind of dictates how we're able to play, and you get into a game like San Francisco where ain't that much pass rush. (laughs) You don't have have uh, that many opportunities. Or you get into a blowout, and then you see other guys making plays so quick that Micah can't even get in there because – or he may be playing off the line uh, linebacker and he's watching these other guys make these plays in positions where he used to line up That's at. True. That can be a frustrating thing for a guy yeah. as good as him who has the aspirations to be defensive player of the year. I still like the way that they're they're using him because you have to. Like, you, you have to. Your linebacker, you, you, you don't have depth at the linebacker position to where you can afford to not have anybody with that, that can make any uh, yeah. real impact at the second level of your defense. So you have to, and, that, and that's when you have to be a team player and trust that your squad, ownership, organization, they still know that you are still that great of a player. But that defensive, uh, that ship is sailed. It's, I, yeah, it's yeah, a wrap. Because we be talking about double team, triple team, they're trying to figure out, they do the same thing to all them other dudes, okay? You see Miles Garrett going left side, right side, left side with his crossover. He rushing over the uh, to tackle, rushing <laughs> over the guard. They move all these guys around, and all these guys are still figuring out ways to be impactful in the game. Not just how they help the other players around them uh, get one on ones, but then also them still getting their sacks and they tackle for losses. So, so you start to look at the schedule a little bit, where you can gain some ground. This is a game. Bryce Young, where you can gain some ground in terms of getting the sack numbers up. Yeah, Washington comes to town on Thanksgiving Day. Sam Howell, they've been giving up some sacks. So you've got a couple. And then, of course, when the national game comes against Philadelphia on NBC, there's another opportunity. So there's some there's some ways and some opportunities. And we all know the Thanksgiving Day game is, is you know, that's a national game right there. No, Only one playing through. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have some opportunities to, to get up there, show people he's, he's Micah Parsons. He's going to need that. And, you know, you need some, a, you know, a signature type yeah. game play against Philly. And a win. You know, that's when you talk about that kind of player where you want to get back in this thing, you're going to have to do something. People, hey, you know, well, like Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor out there, when you carrying the load and you're doing something special like that, to me, that's what I think he's got to do. Well, that, that, and don't you think that's where the frustration comes from? Like when you're coming out of the New York Giants and yeah. you say, okay, I got some ground. There's some teams where I can build some ground. And then your first shot at being able to, to really do that, you don't, you don't really get anything done. Yeah. Tommy DeVito you know, No, I'm just, not some other guys made some, no, some <laughs> other guys made some play. Some other guys made some plays on defense, all right? So, nah. But I think that's, that's the frustration when you say, hey, he's like, he's sitting at home saying, I got four or five games where I can get my numbers up and you don't do it. What's wrong with Tommy D was not good? There's one person in who that thought Tommy D might be able to shake us a little bit. He was like, he found him. He found him. He at least got that part. He ain't getting me. I'm going to get killed. Everybody else. ain't going to be by the line. It's going to be by, you know, Sam Williams or somebody. And that's what happened. We come in here, you be like, why Mike ain't made no plays and they be like double T on it they said they not gonna let Michael make no plays everybody else could kill us but Mike Mike that's, that's not true that's not that's so everybody not else could kill us <laughs> kill everybody else gotta win them. killing them killing oh. them softly oh we gonna take a break uh, oh we come back. I'm not involved we in any of that breaking news <laughs> that affects the Cowboys this weekend coming out of Charlotte we'll dive into it next right here on the Players Lounge brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio 
To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection. Featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more, the bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of us magically transforming our smoothie bowls into two new decadent flavors. Dig into a cool acai or pitaya bowl, handcrafted with crunchy, purely Elizabeth granola, fresh strawberries, and finished with a velvety chocolate hazelnut drizzle. Perfect for breakfast, lunch, or any time you want a munch. And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at Get Jack Black dot com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip that's get slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip i'm dak prescott quarterback of the dallas cowboys and they snap at the prescott who looks right it's not there he escapes left he'll run for a first down just like football when it comes to crypto it's important to have a team you can trust with blockchain.com i know i'm in good hands since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Back to the Players' Lounge. Experience the magic of the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at Christmas time. Available through the holiday season and on select dates. Christmas tours of the star get you a VIP viewing of the Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza. A holiday themed guided tour of the star and festival takeaways include a limited edition ornament and Santa hat. Space is limited. Book your visit at the star in Frisco.com slash tours today. Thank you, Heckman Harrison. You two just want to stand on that just to get on me. We you all know you're wrong. You know you're wrong. Jingle you know you're line, wrong. Line, you want to stand on that. Just, that's fine. 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 Nah, I ain't no, doing nothing. No, yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. It can't just be a good movie. Everything ain't, a, everything ain't just better than life. Yeah, like Goodness gracious. It is. They're going to name everything, everything, because you don't like the movie. Like yesterday, like yesterday, you came in here, you wanted us to not like somebody because you didn't like them. <laughs> Trevor Lord, I was, I was, did I lie on Trevor Lord? So I true. I was right. Trevor Lord's right. Players Club is better movie than life, period. I mean, yeah, you know, man. To, to, to each his own. You know what? You do it. To each his own. They're they trying to die on the hill. They know it's just, just spite me. No, you're wrong. Petty, petty. <laughs> Not even by Petty, petty. Mm-hmm. Frank Reich, the it. Carolina Panthers head coach, said he's resuming the team's play calling duties starting Sunday. With the Cowboys. So the offensive coordinator who he gave the play call to, that brother's now shoved in the back. Here comes Frank. And my goodness gracious, you should be very happy if you're a Cowboy fan because Frank Reich's not good. Same old Frank Reich who got fired midseason by the Colts. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Saturday yeah, took over, won a game, and now he's calling the plays. Mm. Boy, if I'm Michael Parsons, I, I'm having a party now. Frank, Frank's back. Frank is back calling plays. He's a terrible play call. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. good. They, 
30 off the plane. 30? Might be mm. 30. Why, why would he pick this game? Yeah, that's, that's, that was my. That's exactly what I was going. Why do it now? This the yeah. On Wednesday, you gonna do? The, you gonna announce this today against this team? He must see something. He must saw something on tape. He said, "You know what? We're gonna expose. We're gonna that. expose that." Right. Oh yeah. I don't know about that. I think the owner may have walked past him and, and looked that way. You know that. You know, owner, oh, that owner. Oh, he trying to make sure he got. Like, hey, hey, I'm going down. I'm going down. I'm going down swinging. So if you are David Tepper, you go back to listen to some of the press conference. This whole thing about Frank Wright. He's believing that Frank Reich was the you know the guy in Philadelphia that you know like mm-hmm. you know, hey you know they won the Super Bowl and Frank is that guy and it's proven not to be that mm-hmm. guy but the owners bought in man he got the owner snow snow jobbed in full so if I bring you in and we're gonna take Bryce Young and you supposed to bring all your guru magic to help Philadelphia win the Super Bowl and you stop calling the plays and then the team is still in the rut you go snatch it back and you know. Try mm. to make the owner. I mean, the owner, I'm, I, if I'm the owner, I'm looking at you sideways. Ooh, what you here for? Mm. For who? Mm. For what? Mm. My question is, what did they expect? Did what? Were, what were their reasonable expectations this year with a rookie quarterback? And I, I don't. Has there been a quarterback that has come into the league? I guess in a very long time that is that they were expecting him to have that success with this roster. <laughs> the one in the same draft. <laughs> And they've had a guy in Carolina. Let's be before. reasonable, though. We even have, even with Stroud in the year that he's having, they're not taking the league by storm. It's not like they're undefeated. They they have losses. It's I mean, they, I, they let's five, have they five and four. Five and four, and, and I'm not. I'm not trying to say that they're ju- they're not juggernauts, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They, and if you're going to struggle, and teams are going to have some some, if you didn't have the 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 line that Dak came into the league with in 2016, it's really hard to have an expectation that you're going to exceed or, or be these 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 killers out here that they're expecting for Carolina to be. Frank Wright right now taking over as the offensive play caller is, is, an, is an insult to the guy that he hired to do the job. I mean, they are struggling because they are literally a bad team. Yeah. But he had it, and then he gave it away when they were struggling. And so now he's taking it back. But that's dumb. Yeah. Of course. Let me ask you a question then. So if – well, everyone, sorry, not just you. If I draft first or that early in the, the year prior's draft, I don't expect to be draft like I expect us to struggle, but I don't expect to be drafting there again. At least be competitive. You, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I, I think the context yeah. of like they're struggling and then like they bad. Like they're bad. Like they you you got a guy who wins the Heisman, mm-hmm. <laughs> comes in there, and he looks bad. Yeah. And then you gotta look at the other guy. <laughs> Doing really well with, with a roster with Robert Woods. Yeah, but about the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Robert Woods is the guy. About the same you know? roster wise. So I go. I'll, I'll go back to this. When I worked in LA, I, be, I became friends with um, Joby Brain, longtime okay. agent. Joby's guy was Achilles Smith, and then they also had um, Ryan Leaf. You know, so I watched him over the, you know the, these two years deal with these help deal with Lee Steinberg deal with these quarterbacks, and so you know that, at that time it was Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf. Well, you know, Bill Polian and company never looked back and said, hey, we got the right guy. You know, and the Chargers sitting around there. Um, when they had Achilles Smith, it was kind of like, okay, well, here's – it was supposed to be Achilles versus Tim Couch, and then the Eagles had yeah. taken, taken uh, Donovan McNabb number two. And 
It just didn't work out for Achilles Smith. And they're like, you know, so the Bengals was like, well, you know, we didn't get a shot in the other two. You're the Panthers. You trade up Mm. assets. Bears have your number one pick next year because you've identified that Bryce Young is your guy and the owner is hired. Quarterback guru dude who who, oh my who helped win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, and they're like, that guy. And now they're look, the fans there, my, my Carolina Panther friends are like, yeah, man, we, we messed up. We messed up. And it's not all Bryce's fault. There's no help around him, but I'm sorry. Frank Wright looks like, man, you, you got no guru with the rule. Where's the rule with the guru? It doesn't look good. And so now you snatching it back. You know, now you're supposed to be pixie dust, spread whatever you're gonna do. <laughs> right. So this yeah. is gonna cost you some years. This is this is yeah. some years of like this is fireable, uh, correcting. bro. This yes. is this is because you don't have a first rounder next year, right? This <laughs> is the team. Just, you so bad, the team they took it from you is gonna get who, a higher who pick. beat you last week, <laughs> beat right. you, and they still gonna get your number one pick, and they helping themselves and beating you. But go back to. Yo, who's the most popular player in Carolina Panthers history? Cam Newton. He's a- he was the number one guy. Came in there setting records out, out the box, mm-hmm. man. Not that they were expecting him, but, you know, hey, we're going to go back to the SEC, get another dude from the state of Alabama, and he ain't good. Bro. I mean, I just back to what, what you were saying, and the expectation is set on this franchise with the number one pick. I look at guys like Trevor Lawrence when he came into the league. I mean, they didn't finish at the top of the – I mean – Duval is still, I think, even after they made the co- when they made the coaching change, that's where they felt like, okay, we have the coaching place that can lead these guys mm-hmm. to where they want to be. Their playoff, they, what they did last year, I think, was where they envisioned Trevor Lawrence to be. But at, he struggled oh. coming to the league because he didn't have the pieces around him. You're right. His head coach was who? <laughs> yeah. oh, he's talking about Herb. What happened? What happened? Man was staying in Ohio. Y'all go back to Florida. Y'all go back to Duval. I'm staying here. He didn't make it through the year. Head coach didn't make it through the year. But I know that. But that's why he's talking about Frank Reich. It's like, hey man, you. Urban didn't make it through the season. This man, oh, Urban, we got caught up. He wasn't taking the team playing back. So how can he? How can he make sure Trevor Lawrence is okay? He can't. Can't. Do it. He's more worried about his bar. He wasn't thinking about Duval. Yeah, <laughs> y'all go head back. I, I'll see y'all on Tuesday. That man, was, that man was trying to get fired. Urban was wild, man. Urban was wild. Urban didn't care. I laugh and people like, hey, you might get an AM job. Like, didn't he show you enough in Jackson? This man not in this no more. Mm-hmm. That, this man not trying to put in that kind of work. It's just gone. It's gone. So, hey, man, I said, I'm Dan Quinn. I'm feeling real good right now seeing Frank, old Frankie back here. I was going to be another blowout. I mean, bad. Just bad. Is that in, – in these games like this, guys, do you do you worry about the the false confidence that comes from beating up on teams that – and I don't want to count these before, before we actually get there and, and actually get the win, but mm-hmm. wins like this, you know how it's perceived around the league and in the media and everywhere. Oh, yeah, you're supposed to get that. You're supposed to do that. Yeah. And then you come in the Thursday against the Commanders. If you pull that that game as well, uh, that's the one you're supposed to get. And then you run into a Seattle, which everybody perceives as a very good team, mm-hmm. has a good defense, uh, and, and, and a great offense as well, and receivers. And, okay, you can't overlook them, even though you have Philly sitting right behind them. Those are these are the kinds of games you're supposed to get. You're supposed to win, but is it giving you 
false hope going into that stretch where you know you're going to be facing opposition that's going to be much tougher? Uh, I would Any other team, I might say, yeah, it could give you a little bit of false hope. But with McCarthy, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. No matter what the situation is going on with him, he usually has his squad ready to go and ready to, you know, ready to play. We rarely see this team. And that's the one thing I'll, I'll say is, you know, I got to give more credit to McCarthy on that than, than Jason Garrett is we rarely see this team start slow. Rarely. I mean, if, they, if they're supposed to be the team, you rarely see them outside of Arizona play down to the level of competition. I mean, all the squads that they've gotten a dub over this year, you're talking about the Giants twice, Patriots, Jets, who else, the Chargers, Chargers yeah. you know, those guys, they pretty much stomped them, you know, outside of two games. So they don't play down to the level of ex- or the level of their, their opponents. So to me, you know, I wouldn't expect them to come out here with any false confidence. I believe they know who they are, and I think they got that identity off the you know shoulders of Dak Prescott. So going forward, I think they know who they are, and I wouldn't expect anything less from them. Yeah, and I don't see any false confidence because you know, luckily they played the two best teams <laughs> we believe to be in the NFC mm-hmm. at that time. They played them early, and they saw what happened. So there is, uh, to me, there is nowhere in their mind where they could be like, nah, oh, yeah, we, we better than them now. Yeah, <laughs> nah, you, you are working to get on that level because there was – Say we, it was the measuring stick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we played San Fran. Were we good as them? No, we mm-hmm. played Philly. Really close game. I think we're getting better, but we still got some stuff to work on. So now you got New York, you got Carolina, you get the Washington, and then you'll see, all right, by the time we play uh, Seattle, that's where your confidence starts to really get built. All right, mm-hmm. did we really get better over those, la- over, over those last three weeks, or are we still the same team when we come up against some, uh, some good competition? Yeah. Guys, fun show. Yeah, yeah. Fun shit, man. Congrats again on the 40. Appreciate it, man. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate that. Oh, yeah. He's Nick 70. Eagle. He's 70 years old. He's not listening to this. 70? Randy. Yeah, hey, Randy. Shout out, Randy. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Kate, for saying that. For a little 70 bit, years you know. old. Danny McCray. Good to see you. Heckman Harris. Good to see you. Number 42, the greatest That's right, of all baby. Time. That's right, baby. Good to see you. Jackie. Good to see you. Be church, baby. Let's go. Nearly <laughs> Newey Scruggs. It's been the Players Lounge brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?